Welcome to Agents Only, the number one place for real estate agents. You're joined by your hosts, Matt Steinwade and Amy Callister. The incredible Matt Steinway joins me. Happy Monday, Maddie. How are you? Good, Amy. Yourself? I'm so good. I'm so excited for this podcast with you because I watched something over the weekend that I think will really resonate with you. So, Maddie, basically over the weekend, we were having a chat which led me to research the most watched TED Talk ever, right? Mm-hmm. And as I kind of did my Google research, a woman popped up who was truly incredible. Her name was Brene Brown, and she is an American researcher and author, and she spoke on three main topics. She spoke about shame, wholeheartedness, and vulnerability. And let me explain those three things because it's quite interesting when we break them down, right? She spoke about the concept that being vulnerable leads you to your most wholehearted life or basically that those that live with vulnerability and take the risk on of shame are happier in many ways. And obviously she studied thousands and thousands of people. And it's something for me, I feel that you are so good at managing, like you always live your true self and I guess you're most vulnerable, win or lose, you know, I said before, like you always live your most authentic self, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, uh, well, I try to. Um, I, I think uh, this business is very difficult because it's a job interview every day, and um, and you know, you when you go into a when you go into an owner's home, and you you know, we were talking about listing before we got on this podcast, and you know, when you do your very best, and then um, it could be one thing they don't like, just just one, or some another agent says something or whatever, and they go with them because even just they like them better. And then you've got to start all over again and go find another one. And people don't sell every day, you know, like people sell every five, six, seven, ten, thirty years, and and to to you know to get that rejection and or even a buyer changing their mind you know you put might have put months of work into something and a buyer changes mind you've got to start again it's very difficult and i think um you know like uh, how you handle that i i i've programmed my mind i think i'll come back to that but i think that there's a real um falseness in this business that high performers or people that have been around a long time don't feel the pain and I have to I I do like I really do when I don't like I want the business and I and I know I'm really good but you can't sit there and say you're really good like people will think you're a bit mad but or full of yourself but I feel the pain but what I do is I've learned to to put it in a box like I've learned to compartmentalize it and you know I I self-assess a bit and I sort of go okay what could I have done differently and it's funny I've built the the most success from the most pain um in the beginning when I just all I did was door knock for years like every day door knock and door knock and door knock and door knock and I used to get the bus to work because I had no car and I used to walk from you know street to street suburb to suburb all day it was right doesn't matter if it's raining or sunny whatever that was just my job and I used to find a lead and then I'd, 
run back to the office or find a payphone because they didn't have mobiles back then. And then um, the boss would run out and list the thing. It, it was very hard, but it's like I've I've learned to um, focus on there has to be success coming. There just has to be. So I've learned to attach my my work ethic and my emotional control with the opportunity that's coming. They're going to meet at some point. So that's how I wear the pain a little bit. And I do. I when I when I go to list a house, I put it all out there. Like I'm I'm there to win. I, I give it my best shot. I am vulnerable. I am tuned into what they need. You know, I, I'm I'm passionate about connecting with those owners. So when they turn around and say, Hey, I don't want to date you, you're like, oh. And I was super shy when I was a kid. Like literally I could not talk to people. And I was so nervous around even girls and all this sort of stuff like took me forever just to find out just to get a, even a bit comfortable in my own skin i remember at, at um school i had to give a talk so i took two weeks off school and i so i could avoid it so this job was incredibly paralyzing for me in the beginning going and knocking on strangers doors and asking them if they want to sell their house with very, very little experience I, I can't tell you the the internal work i had to do on myself and this is exactly what she talked about. It's the fact that for us to be rewarded, for us to live fulfilling lives, we must be vulnerable and overcome exactly what you did. Because it's by overcoming those challenges and taking on the fear and taking on the disappointment and the, that like the craziness and all those emotions that go through and working on ourselves leads us to being us our most courageous and I totally agree with you like the rises and falls in real estate it's beyond scary like some days you walk into work and it's literally like a loop like you go up and down up and down up and down you make your first call win an appraisal then all of a sudden you're being told to f off by the next person and oh my god I need to sell your home and you walk around feeling like a god and some of the things that I see, you know, in the industry, I see people come in very quickly and then I see, see them leave. What do you do? Like, I wanted to ask this personally to you because I feel a lot of people, when you get that call and it's like, and by the way, no one, I've never met one agent that has never lost a listing or doesn't regularly lose listings, like in the sense that there is always that one person that chooses to go. Like I've never met one in a whole year that's never lost a listing. It just doesn't happen. But Maddie, what, how do you, number one, maintain, because when she talks about the vulnerability and the shame in this, this talk, it's so true. Like when someone decides to make that call and say, hey, I've gone with another agent and especially in this market, right? And I've seen it when I coach and I, you know, and I do talks. Losing that listing hurts so much more. So, like, how do you maintain, like, what's the first thing you do when you get that disappointment? And how do you back, back from it? Because I see so many agents walk around moping, talking about how they've lost the listing. Yeah, I, I, I've done a few things, Emmy, and it's this is probably um, going to relate to some people and not others, but um, I live well within my means. Like I, I'm a very conservative type of, I want to say conservative. I, I just, I'm not flashy. You know, I don't have a flashy car. I don't have, uh, I don't wear, you know, I wear nice things, but just not like I don't wear a watch. And I'm not saying people don't, I don't have, you know, a huge mortgage or anything like that. And I've had different 
debt levels at different time, but not a lot, not not enough. So it, mm, that's not correct. There's been a few times where it's been stressful, but I've got on top of it very quickly. So I don't keep increasing my cost of living. So when I go to work, I'm going to work because I want to be great at it, not because I'm chasing money. And I see a lot of young agents buy these extensive cars. And, you know, I used to have a Merc when I was 28, an E500, and I'll never do that again. And like the loan was a lot and then the maintenance was a lot. And then I was just an anxious mess. And I've made, you know, mistakes along the way um, of of having my cost of living so high that you need that next bit of business. And even if you're starting, you do need it, but you want to start and not like, because it's such a hard business. You might not, I didn't list anything for a year, maybe more in the beginning. So I find it very hard when people start in a job and then they go, the sales manager goes, go and get a listing. Like, how do you do that? I'm more interested in, I'm keen to build a relationship today that might turn into something in five years time, but do lots of them. So I became a very good prospector. Prospecting was my whole thing. And what prospecting did, and I think this is where a bit of a gap in the business is, I made prospecting my job, not listing. Listing was the outcome. But relationship building was my main thing. So when I'd meet somebody, that was like a, a piece of data or a contact in, I didn't have the databases when I started. I had like a flip folder with pieces of paper in there. But I was really keen to dominate the area. So I had to get to know everybody and then I had to take care of them. Then I had to get them to know me. So I was like, that was my complete focus. But my cost of living was very low. I was actually living at my wife then I was living at her parents house and I'm not this is not practical for everybody but if you've got a huge mortgage and you get into real estate or you've got a really expensive car that's got a huge loan that's a terrible wealth creation thing in itself but that's a different discussion you just you've got to live so you don't you can live comfortably even if you're earning a basic wage in when you're getting started that's the best bit of advice I can give newer or younger agents because this job should be about nurturing and cultivating relationships. They're going to look, turn into tons of business over time. So because I made that my focus early on, if I miss a listing today, it hurts. I want it, but I move on very quickly because I'm back to prospecting again. And I'm, I'm building my business for the next year, two, three, ten. So now, like I turned 50 in a few weeks, which is incredibly scary. But I... I'm thinking about my business when I'm 55. So I don't really think business today so much. I know what I've got to do, but our target is to list 30 and sell 30 every month. Me, Trevor and Jordan, list 30, sell 30. That's only just increased from 20 and 20, as I mentioned in the last podcast, but I've operated at 20 and 20 for a very long time now. So all of my actions today are building that because we're not writing 30 and 30 at the moment every month. So it's like, but I want to get consistent. But the only way that can be consistent is the work I do today for next year and the year after, or even 90 days, six months, year after, whatever. So my thoughts are always what's coming, what's coming, what's coming. So if I lose a bit of business today, it hurts, but I'm like, okay, what have I got to do to fix whatever hole that was? And, you know, where did I stuff up? I'd self-assess for a minute. And then I'm like, okay, I've got to make sure my system is perfect for the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And I do run to a system and it all starts with connects. So we 
are prospectors. That's what we are. We're not real estate agents so much. We're prospectors first. And if you don't have an engine behind you that's running because of all the work you did three months, six months, 10 months, 12 months ago, you're going to find it very hard because if you lose a listing, you don't have another one coming soon. And you get, it's a very anxious cycle. And the funny thing is when you need something, you go prospect for it. And then that's why agents list five, sell four, don't prospect, have no listings, try and go and find one. It's near impossible to go find a listing today. But the 20 listings that I'll list this month or 25 or 30, wherever it's going to be, that's all because of the work I did 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago. So that's, that's why I'm sort of, I can move on very quickly from it because I see myself as a prospector, not a lister. A, list, a listing is an opportunity. Prospecting is what generates you the business. That's so, like, that's remarkable because I've seen it myself, Matt, with working with you. Like, I remember sometimes I'll give you, like, a social media report and you're the first thing you'll say to me, is that good? And I'll be like, yeah, it's amazing. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, I didn't really expect anything from it. (laughs) It kind of makes me laugh (laughs) because I love that about you, not in the sense that there's no pressure because I I obviously want to deliver in myself, but the fact that you just, you don't look for that instant gratification, which a lot of people do. And it's almost like the more that you do that, the worse your call sessions are going to be because people can just smell that commission breath on you like or that desperation of I need your property to sell. You know what I mean? I need your property to sell. And it's they, so true. Sorry, they, they do, they do. And it's, it's not that I don't want it. Of course I do. I really want it and I, I'll do everything for it. But <clears throat> my whole business, I follow a certain system, you know, and it all starts with prospecting and then obviously all the things to the listing presentation. But I mean... <clears throat> The way, to, the way to generate consistency is through market share. So my complete focus is market share. It's not, I hope someone rings today and wants me to sell their property somewhere. Like that's, that's not the business I'm looking for. The business I'm looking for today is uncontested business in my core area. Because when you list a property that's in your core area that you've spent time nurturing, the fee's better, the marketing's better, the property's usually good, and also the owners are, like they're there to sell. They they want to sell. They they're more they're more workable. Like they're you can sit there and say you're almost like a consultant. It's like they say, Matt, what do we need to do? And that's the business I'm looking for today. So prospecting your prospecting levels literally put a bubble around your business. But the problem is most real estate agents see themselves as like house showers. Like or, you know drive around in a nice car go show a house and this and that. That's why I see myself as a prospector to have the stock to show the people. Without the prospecting, the rest doesn't work. It's a very anxious business. So if you don't go to work every day and say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna connect, my number was always 40. So every day, five days a week, I had to make 40 connects. I've done that for 20 years. These days it's not, as, not that many, but I have a team with me that helps a lot, but prospecting is still our thing. I just don't have the time to do 40. But for 20 years, it was. That's 9,860 connects every 12 months that I've proactively gone out and connected with. Not people ringing in and not, oh, I've got to call John back because he called me yesterday or some not real prospecting call. This is, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, it's Matt. Have you had any thoughts of selling yet? Blah, blah, blah. That's it. For 40 times a day. 
And if you know them a bit better, obviously you don't keep asking if they want to sell, but you just might give them a bit of information and just say, anything changed, your end? <laughs> like something like that. And they're like, no, Matt, they're not selling yet. But like one lady that I'm um, been prospecting my entire career, and I love talking to her, when I pick up, when I call her now, and I probably haven't called her for about two months because I haven't had too much to say to her, but I'm going to call her today, Mrs. Fairburn. Every time I ring Ray, who's pretty old, her husband, she's like, Madge or whatever name, I just call Mrs. Fairburn. And she goes, it's your real estate agent on the phone. And he goes and gets her. I was like, hi, Ray, it's Matt. Oh, yeah, hi, Matt. I'll go and get her. And he yells out, and he's sort of got a really raspy voice, and she comes to the phone. What news have you got for me today, Matt? Like that. And then she's like, we are definitely getting closer. We're not there yet, Matt, though. We're not there yet, but we're, we're getting closer. So when they sell, it's going to be great, a great property. They've been there forever. It's going to be the right fee, the right marketing, and it'll be sold. Great business. But that's 25 years of work, you know? So, yes, you've got to go and find a I'm not saying don't go and find a listing today, but that will come anyway because you're so active. But your first priority is to meet a commitment to yourself on prospecting every day, whether it's 10 connects, 20 connects. You don't have to do 40 because Matt does it. That's very hard. And then you've got to write thank you cards to every person that you have spoken to that day, every one of them, every day, every day, because it, it two times is your effort. If you get a card the next day from a person that just rang you to say, do you want to sell your house? And there's a card saying, thanks very much for taking the time speaking to yesterday on the phone. Should you require any advice or help with your real estate needs in the future, be assured I'm always at your service. That's the script that you write. Put in their card. You do that 50 times over the next six years, you're going to list a house. That goes the extra mile. And I think, you know, when I break the real estate cycle down, it's conversation. Conversation leads to relationship. Relationship leads to nurture, nurture leads to client, and then the client goes back into nurture. And it's just focusing on, I mean, I'm a true one where like, I hate the word prospecting. I know it's such a, like an important word in real estate, but I try and say just have as many. And one of the things you're so good at is just have as many conversations as you can with someone in a day and don't look at that conversation as something that you need an outcome for, because if you do, you'll end up walking away more disappointed than you will. Maddie, I wanted to ask you the last question, which is a little bit... Sorry, can I jump in? Hold that thing. Can I jump in for one sec? You, you've got to set your, your day up with wins. And in this marketplace, you have to be a winner. Like, you have to have these little wins. I just left the gym. got there at 5 o'clock this morning. That's a win. I'm going to go into the, have a team meeting, work, work out a hot buyer's and hot sellers try and match them all together that's a win i'm going to make my connects today that's a win i'm going to do whatever else is i've got that i can manage so you've got to have a mindset around i'm going to set my day up for wins and your vibration and your energy is going to be completely different if you go in and wait for the phone to ring or someone to call you or something great to happen it sometimes doesn't so when we, you were just um asking about how do i manage it like as in if i lose a listing I actually feel like I deserve the next one. Like I really do. I feel like I'm earning it. And I think the universe rewards effort. So when you, when you set your whole business plan up, your whole day around things that you can control and almost have a little competition with yourself, push yourself a little bit further, I think things just come your way anyway. 100%. I guess Sorry. my last question, no, no, of course, I love it. My last question to you, right, and this is going to sound a little bit weird, but hear me out. 
a lot of agents don't make that call because they're too scared about what the other person, like I believe there's three reasons why agents don't make calls. Number one, they don't know who to call. Number two, they don't know what to say. And of course, if you're that person or you would like more dialogue, you can find all of that in our agent school online. And you can do a deep dive into all our cold dialogue sessions that Matt and I have put together. But say, you know, and the last one is they fear what other people would say, you know, so don't know what to say, don't know who to call. And I'm too scared about what that person's going to say. And I find a lot of people don't make that call because of that courage element, Matt. You know what I mean? Like they're too scared. Like even if I've seen agents do it where they're almost so anxious to call a potential vendor because they're too scared about what that person's going to say. Do you know what I mean? So my last question to you is how do you build that courage in your everyday life and how do you overcome that, almost that height tension of making like that call to your crush? I don't know if that sounds a bit weird or if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. This whole business is about eight seconds of courage. John McGrath said that years and years and years ago. Eight seconds of courage. It really resonated with me. Our whole business is eight seconds of courage many, many times a day. But you've got to remember, uh, uh, you know, I always, you're a good example, Amy. So you're a mum. Yeah. You're a business person. Yeah. You're running a house. You're doing all this sort of stuff. Um, I'm always very mindful of the other person. So let, let's just do it quickly. Like I ring. Oh, hi, Mrs. Callister. It's Matt from McGrath. How are you? I'm good, Matt. How are you? Good, thanks. I'll be really quick. I'm just saying if you had any thoughts of selling at all. Um, look, not at the moment, but um, if my family expands, I might in the future. No problem. I'll stay in touch. See you later. Wonderful. Thanks, Matt. Bye. And that's it. Really quick, easy, and then she'll get a thank you card the next, the next morning at 6 o'clock in her letterbox. And my, there's a thing with working an area. Like, you've got to ask until you don't have to anymore. And in agent school, I'll show you how, how to do that. But for years, I just called people asking if they want to sell their house. If you're really quick, non-invasive, the worst thing is when people go, oh, hi, Mrs. Callister, it's Matt from McGrath Estate Agents. How are you? I'm just wondering if um, I put together uh, a local report that I would like to drop out or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And she's on the other phone going, what the hell do you want? You know, this whole long script. I just ask, have you any thoughts of selling? You can hear it in their voice. If they're, sometimes they delay, they go, uh, no. And I say, no thoughts at all? They go, well, sort of. You can sort of hear the gap. And, but when you ring, every time I ring an owner in Womble, they know I'm quick, sharp, to the point, And now I just give them information. So you, you sort of can feel when you hit a point of saturation, and you've got letters going out, you've got stuff going out and all this sort of thing. And then people are so used to you calling, oh, hi, Matt. Hi, Dan. How are you? No, I haven't had any thoughts of selling. Then I send this other thing out that converts the whole area to me just giving them information. And I don't need to ask them anymore. You become a consultant for the whole area. When it gets to that, magic happens because people actually like your calls. They're like, oh, hi, Matt. What else is happening out there today? Or what else is sold? Gee, you're doing well. You've got to get your area to that point. But if you don't ask enough, you'll never reach a point of saturation. It's so true. And it's it gets that point where you become like the Dr. Google or that expert in your marketplace. Maddie, I can't thank you enough for your constant wisdom and constant nuggets of gold that you constantly give our listeners. 
Thank you again so much for joining me today. As always, if you would like more of Matt's bulletproof listing system or his absolutely game-changing prospecting systems, you can visit www.agentschool.com.au. Adore you, Maddie. Have a wonderful day. Bye, me. Thank you. For more information and exclusive access to Matt Steinway's bulletproof listing strategy and prospecting systems, along with media and marketing school, visit www.agentschool.com.au.